Hello and welcome everyone to Weekend Rental episode 32. We are your bi-weekly gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan and as always I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on guys? All right. So you can as always you can find our podcast on iTunes and Google Play if you want to leave us a review that really helps us out or hey just share the podcast with a friend. We do this just for fun but we'd always love more people to get involved and listen to it. Um, and uh, one thing to note, I should point out, we also have our content posted on weekendpodcast.com and the uh, wonderful website cartridgeclub.org. Lots of retro gaming goodness and a great gaming community over there. Even if you're not a content creator, it's well worth stopping by and you'll find our podcast over there. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, Cartridge Club. And before we get into Byrant Burn this time, everybody, it happened. 32 episodes in, we got an email. Really? I think, Andy, hey. I think Andy and Nate are going to like this one. So um, I'm not sure who this uh, fella is. His name is Justin. Um, oh, he writes no. in, I just want to write in. I just want to write in and share my opinion on Garfield and Friends. I'm with Andy and Nate on this. It's a good show. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is completely a troll. And uh, this is obviously a joke, not a not a real email or opinion. But I had to read it. We promised. I mean, it was a majority well, before, that's fantastic. so I think we're, it's, it's a solid fact at this point. This is yes. a good way to start yeah. the podcast. Like us being right. I love that. <laughs> this is Ryan good. is wrong. Best episode ever. <laughs> End the episode right here. We're done. We're done. All right. So let's get into Byron Burn, the recurring segment of the podcast where we all pick a game for a given system. This time out, the Super Nintendo uh, we all play these three games, and at the end of it, we decide which we would buy, rent, or burn. Uh, I'll go through the list here. Andy has picked Mohawk and Headphone Jack. Um, Nate has gone with... Um, I've just got the abbreviated name, but I think there's more to it. Let me look at this here. It is Power Pigs of the Dark Ages. And I have gone with Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow. Um, so we'll go back up to the top, hear a little bit about Andy's game, and talk about that one first. So the description on this one... Uh, one thing to note is all of these games, um, strangely enough, were released in 1996. And they're all platformers, so this is going to be kind of an interesting one. Hmm. Uh, the description on Mohawk and Headphone Jack. Go with the flow. Mohawk and Headphone Jack are funky, flexible life forms that can morph and completely change their shape. Normally laid back, these gelatinous guys are forced into a battle to protect their party, lifestyle, and militant forces um, from the militant forces of General Headslot. <laughs> interesting. Uh, grab some tunes and get busy. You can sprout wings, burn rubber, stick to walls, and transform into sea creatures. Uh, you can even reconstruct yourself if you explode. Pick up tons of cool music CDs and cruise through ooze tubs to find hidden vortexes throughout the game. Use special zoom out map feature to keep from getting lost. Good luck. Getting lost in 14 <laughs> huge levels. Uh, forget up and down, leap onto a surface, and make it a floor. But better hang on, the whole level rotates around you. That That's pretty accurate. It tells, yeah. That's very accurate. It, it doesn't have a warning that you might get sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I like- played this for about 15 minutes and I text Andy and I was like, I literally just dry heaved from playing this game. <laughs> that has never happened to me. I don't get motion sick, but I gagged a little bit because I got that nauseous from trying to play this. Yeah. I thought I was the only one because <laughs> I, I got so sick to my stomach playing this game. I I was like, maybe I ate something bad, but no, it was really this game. Yeah, this I is... had no I had no idea that mode seven sickness is a real thing until I played this game. <laughs> yeah, this game is something else. I've never seen something quite like this as far as like what they're doing with the the mode seven. It's just insane. I feel like it's yeah. like one of those things where you know, you think about like Alice in Wonderland, how that was like a classic now, but the dude was definitely on drugs when he made the thing. This is very much in that same <laughs> regard, I think. Some guy was oh, yeah. on some major drugs. drugs. He's like, let's see what Mode 7 can do. And like, let's just whip up the trippiest <laughs> effects that I can on this screen. Uh, I think the Plus, most. Yeah, it's pretty. The intense. most disappointing thing is like this game is offensive to like every sense, like visually <laughs> character design and even the sound. Like you would think with a name like Mohawk and headphone Jack, at least they'd get the sound right. Yeah. But it all is just painful. Right. And you couldn't give the guy clothes. Like it's just, you're just immediately, here's a naked yellow dude right here. Yeah. Yeah. What was that Walkman stuck in? He didn't have pants on. So how was it? <laughs> <laughs> how was it hooked to his hip? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Is he headphone jack? Is that the Walkman is headphone jack? It must be, right? Yeah. Must be like oh. a symbiotic relationship where like they need each other to survive somehow. <laughs> oh. No, there is nothing that I've ever played that is is like this game at all. It definitely stands out by itself. I mean, right when I first started, I thought it was pretty interesting pretty cool uh something different and then it just started like twisting around and moving fast and i was like i I can't handle this this is way way too much yeah and the controls are so slippery and sluggish too i mean it's Mm -hmm. just i can't imagine a more convoluted level design either i mean the fact that like you know they point out in the description you can like jump and change gravity in certain spots but like that makes it near impossible to navigate and know where you're going. Yeah. And, I mean, like literally every fundamental of quality game design was completely shattered within the first, I don't know, three minutes of this game. Yeah. But it has a zoom in map. <laughs> you can't, can't get lost. Yeah. <laughs> can't get lost. Yeah. That was messed up. If you got too high, you would just like flip around and you had no idea where you were. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I thought it was cool. Like you're you're gathering the CDs, and then all of a sudden you start like going upside down. And oh, gosh, it was it was rough. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly not even sure how this got published. Like it's so broken. How did this pass any kind of like QC to get published? <laughs> yeah, how could anybody play it for long enough to find all the bugs? <laughs> Right. Spoiler, the whole game is a bug. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you read the the game narrative as a kid, it would draw you in right away. Like it was it was it's well written. And uh 
I mean, with the the cover art and everything like that, any kid would be like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta play this game." Yeah, the cover. I'd be art curious is to know, like, how many game. kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you think, like, I just, I'm curious, how many kids actually like puked while they're playing <laughs> it? Like, parents are like writing into Nintendo, like, I had to hold a bucket for my kid while he was playing your game. <laughs> I'm sure it happened. Should have been yeah. called Mohawk and Headphone Yak. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. How many poor kids got this under the Christmas tree from grandma and grandpa? That's what I want to know. I feel bad. Probably not many. I've never heard of this game. No, it's all. pretty uncommon, but it's really cheap. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember this one distinctly being in one of the gas stations in my hometown, right next to a copy of that Rocky Rodent or whatever. So they had all the best oh. platformers. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think you're right. I think this was just one giant bug. Like, instead of, like, the character moving, like, the variable was mixed up. So then the, the level moved around <laughs> the character instead. And then they're like, right. fuck it, just leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game. Let's publish your shit. Get a mascot, right? Yeah. Good to go. Good to go. That's all you needed. <clears throat> that's all you needed back then. And I mean, that. I mean that's really truthfully what this is, right? Like, this is like indicative of that whole 2D mascot cash grab craze that was like just everywhere at that time. And clearly they thought they had something in... What do kids love? Dudes with mohawks and Walkman. CDs. Yeah. C yes, CDs. They love them. What what kind of skip protection did that dude have on that thing? Because he needed it. And, it's impressive for '96. Yeah. <laughs> it had two X, is what I'm guessing. So jack shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Should we move on from this one? I don't know that we can break this one up any more than we have already. Please. <laughs> All right, so well, let's go on to Nate's pick. Um, Power Pigs of the Dark Age. So description on this one. Uh, ready to pig out on action-packed adventure, hungry for a dozen magic donuts? Then Power Pigs of the Dark Age is the game for you. You'll take Bruno, a pig who's co-owner of a donut shop in the Dark Age, on an incredible sword-swiping adventure through the hilarious kingdom of Pig. The wizard of wolf attacks his peaceful kingdom. Bruno is forced to use exploding jelly donuts and his mighty sword to defeat the howling intruders. Um, and when he's not floating in air geysers called blowholes, <laughs> he's uh, busting open prize filled boxes with his big fat, well, hams. Um, will the wizard's wacky wolves win? Can the cunning um, cookers conquer? It's all up to you in this nonstop romp through medieval times, bizarre forests, and wizards' castles, and more donut holes than you can shake a sword at. I didn't know about the donut shop correlation. That makes a lot of sense as a power-up now. Who knew he's a baker? Yep. Good for him. Yep. It's such a, a quirky, over-the-top game. I mean, again, it's... You're playing as a pig, running around with a sword. Yeah. I mean, that, that sums up the whole game. But it actually plays pretty nice. I think it plays pretty nice. Um, 
especially with the two game, the other two games, there's just the other two games had a lot of camera <laughs> movement. Um, and this one doesn't at all. So, um, you, you see everything as soon as you jump, then you see, uh, then the screen moves with you. It doesn't move ahead or anything like that. Um, but I, I mean, say, it, it's a platformer. I, I actually had more of a problem with not being able to see what was above or below in this one than I did in the one we'll talk about following this, but I hmm. still really like this game a lot. I love the art style. I love the character. Just looks like a derpy idiot and his guts hanging out and all. I mean, all of it's done in like almost this like sort of like PG thirteen Ren and Stimpy animated style. Yeah, um, which I thought was really yep. good. Uh, you know, you can tell there's like there's some things in it like just an overabundance of like life refills in the form of donuts. Um, that because they know you're gonna take like a ton of hits for like spike pits that you can't see as you fall on. Just like mm. like the the hit boxes on enemies isn't like broken but it's like really weird like you have to be like right on people almost take a hit most of the time to like get a kill but yep. they kind of designed the game around that and i actually i really liked it like i've never seen anything like this in the super nintendo um it was really fun the level design is just like bonkers though like you're traversing through buildings you're going through like you know the blowholes i guess uh you're falling <laughs> down pits it's i don't know it's, you're just kind of like all over it's really cool they're way too long, though. The yeah, that is themselves. a problem, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, 10, yeah, 15 minutes to that. get to an end? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't get fancy with it. You know, like, they had, you know, 96, they had the ability to go really crazy, obviously, like the last game we just talked mm -hmm. about. But they just really kept it simple, 2D, um, didn't throw a ton into it, and uh, just made it kind of a unique platformer for the super nintendo yeah I, I i have to agree with nate like just the simpleness and like the game that we're going to talk about next i feel like went a lot more the flashy over you know fundamentals where this game just is sticks to it and i think it's rewarded that way because it just plays better that way um yeah and the quirkiness is just crazy like the the donut power-ups are just kind of insane. You guys get the chocolate one where it like spins around like a yep. boomerang. That one's pretty sweet. Yeah. I didn't get that one. It is really cool though. Yeah. Yeah, this is a game I actually like I picked up, I found it, um, but I, I've never played it. And so this was actually the first time that I jumped into it. And I I was surprised. You know, any name with like power pigs you're like yeah, this, this cannot be a good game at all but um yeah definitely is i i can't believe bad. it's not like a, you know from a cartoon or a comic book or something right. like that i figured for sure that was the case but no it's, it seems like it's wholly original yeah and it, it, it actually being in the dark ages is like i don't know it's just again a random thing that they're like oh let's put some pigs dark ages sound good yeah that's a good setting let's go especially with that. the 90s that wasn't cool it's like a twisted fairy tale take on the whole thing kind of like tongue-in-cheek like again like very pg-13 like kind of risque in spots but it's yeah it's a very well done like consistent vision of a game that really plays pretty well um and you wouldn't expect it to. I mean, you list, you read that name. Like, I've never heard of this game. I've, I mean, who's played this? Nobody. So 
to have it turn out to be kind of like a hidden gem is awesome. Yep. Definitely. All right. So we'll go on to the last one here. And that is my pick. Um, That is Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow. Um, So description on this one. So I don't know if this description's wrong. I'm just going to read it the way it's listed. I have to assume it is, but maybe it's not. Uh, When he morphs into a ninja, you better duck. Play as Maui. Play as a ninja. Play as Maui. Play as a ninja. This is the part that I think is wrong. Uh, Try not to get dizzy. Find the missing... uh, Shabum Shabum Idol, I guess, um, before the Island Paradise goes kaboom kaboom. 40 hours of intense gameplay, which I find hard to believe. Um, So pack plenty of attitude and your bug gun. Um, Come beak to beak with mud drakes, rotting pirates, duck zombies, Amazon warriors, and a bunch of foul templed hangers on. Laugh in the face of danger on top of the volcano, the bottom of the sea, the realm of the dead, the ninja training grounds, then get the heck out uh live every level like it's your last because it may be which i don't know that that really fits this game because essentially for those of you who don't know like this is a virgin interactive disney tie-in game that's kind of like an alter ego of donald duck you are playing as donald duck um it's a platformer game but it's more of a i I would say it's more heavy on just like a -a collect-a-thon um in like puzzle like navigating through the levels than anything um i i'm gonna go like i I know you guys don't agree but like i thought this controlled better like as a platformer game i think this is more fundamentally sound than uh power pigs um i think where it has hiccups is that like a lot of disney games of the era um it's got a lot as far as like presentation um and that's what kills it is there's like so much detail in every background every scene and then the enemies the majority of them are about I don't know what a sixth of your character's size. Um, so it really requires you to like take your time and go slow. And it's kind of like more needlessly slow pace wise than it should be because of that. Um, but other than that, it's a surprisingly like deep and varied game. Once you get past the first few levels, I think, I think the thing it does wrong, like the footstep out the gate is that it uses the same backdrop for about the first five levels. Um, which gets okay. kind of monotonous, but once you get past that, then it opens up. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? I I have to agree with you about the backgrounds, like and the enemies, because I had a real hard time figuring out what was a collectible and what was an enemy right out the gate. <laughs> so I'd constantly get hit on that stuff. Um, but one of the most annoying things in this game is whenever you change directions he does like a sound and the whole camera like jumps over to the other side which gives you like three quarters of the screen ahead of you then whichever way you're you know going but if you're going back and forth jumping between different platforms that will mess you up sure it did me at least yeah i didn't even really notice that but that that is definitely a present I'm definitely a sucker for like any type of Disney type game or style of game, uh, just because I think they they do a pretty good job with all of the art and and for the most part playability. But but the camera was driving me insane, just the where it was showing too much, and again showing that you know you jump to the right, it'd be like three quarters of a screen, kind of just 
And if you're moving back and forth really quick, it's just shifting quite a bit. And it, that was tough. But I mean, it, to me, it was just like, you know, any other Disney game, Lion King, you know, any of those. I, I thought it was that was okay. It played okay. See, I had like so much more of a problem with that in Power Pigs where like the level design was like so astronomically vertical. Like it didn't matter if I could see like more of the screen because I was falling for like 12 stories. So, like, I had no control over where I was landing anyway. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I see what you guys are saying, like, for sure. But I think it more annoyed me more in, or less in, in Cold Shadow, just because, like, I knew I was only on, like, a plane that was a half of my screen. And I probably wasn't going to fall down. I mean, there were certain instances, like, did you guys get to the bonus games and stuff, where you're, like, climbing up through the stars, like, vertically? No. Yeah, I did uh, one of those. So that, like... That gets frustrating with what you're talking about and like not being able to see, but yeah, I hear you. It's it looks definitely pretty, like though. yeah. I was gonna say it. It's definitely one of the best looking games on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and again, like it's it's so good looking to its detri- detriment. Like the art style is so busy, and animation. There's there's definitely. more. I mean, animation gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Did you guys turn into the ninja? Was that an ability I completely missed? Because I only played this as Donald the entire time. Yeah, I didn't. I I was only Donald. Okay. I never got to the ninja. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about in the description. It's probably like a trigger button yep. that I didn't know did anything, but oh well. Yeah, when you were reading the description, I was like, I don't remember <clears throat> a ninja at all in this no. in this game at all. Yeah, I suspect we all missed it because like it seems like it was a heavy focus on that, but I don't I don't know. I have the cart for this one. I played it briefly. I played it way more this go out than I did like the first time I bought it, but yeah. It, it it's definitely like a Disney game of that era, like you said, Nate. Like, you know, it feels very similar to all that stuff. And all mm-hmm. that stuff was virgin yep. for the most part, so go figure. Yep. <clears throat> Alright. Should we go back through the list and Andy? Wanna kick us off? Yeah, my uh, buy is gonna be Power Pigs. I was supremely <laughs> surprised by that game. I was not expecting anywhere near that amount of quality, and it's simple for 1996. I would say maybe as far as graphics and stuff like that, but it just played the best out of these three, I think. And it was, I don't know. Maybe that's more my speed now, <laughs> just a simple platformer. But it reminded me a lot of like old Commander Keen or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. So that's going to be my uh, that's going to be my buy. Uh, my rent is going to be Maui Mallard because that game is beautiful. Like just presentation, everything, the way they set things up and. Yeah, you can't go wrong with those. I think you're going to there's none of those that are just absolutely awful. But for me, like. The presentation and the graphics or the animation of the camera kind of got in the way of the platforming. Um, my <laughs> my burn is going to be headphone jack. Mohawk and headphone jack. Uh, when Apple first announced that they were getting rid of the headphone jack, I was pretty mad, but I'm, <laughs> I'd be ready to get rid of this game. 
this headphone jack. <laughs> Somebody at Apple played this game. Yeah, they're like, no more headphone jack. <laughs> Gotta take it all away. <laughs> it's not even an option. <laughs> Nate, how about you? Yeah, um, for me, it was, this was a good, good, I don't know, buy, rent, burn for me, because I love platformers, so that's kind of, that's kind of my wheelhouse, so having three platformers was pretty fun, uh, but definitely, I, I think uh, I'm agreeing with Andy, Power Pigs, definitely buy that, uh, just looks very interesting, it's simple, plays really nice, and just quirky over the top. Um, I think I would rent Maui Mallard. Uh, it, it looks interesting. Probably as a kid, I would have purchased Maui Mallard and probably rent mm-hmm. Power Pigs. But as an adult, I would rent uh, Maui Mallard and uh, Mohawk Headphone Jack. Was just, it's just, I couldn't do it with all of the movement. If a game is going to make me throw up in 30 seconds... It's probably not a game for me. Is this what VR is like? Mm. Uh, <laughs> some things, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm. They don't make about. games that spin around like this. That would be really bad. But it'd be awful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that would definitely be my burn. It's kind of weird because I almost recommend somebody playing it for like two minutes just to to see what value. that game is about. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna buy Molly Mallard. <clears throat> I I really like. Well, I liked Power Pigs. I liked the presentation. I just really don't think fundamentally as a platformer, it holds up anywhere near as good as Molly Mallard does. Um, I thought Molly Mallard was a better overall playing and controlling package. I like everything else about Power Pigs, though. Like, I love that game, and I want to get it in my collection now. I like I like the story. I just thought like the level design was like kind of crazy and like too long um and a little little boring at times but not that maui mallard wasn't but i'm I'm still going with maui mallard i think it's like a more polished game overall even though it's got issues power pigs is a very polished game and has some issues too but that's gonna be my rent and then i am gonna torch um, mohawk and headphone jack because that is I've never been that sick from a video game. Ever. Like Justin physically left too soon. Ill. I text him. I was like I was like Justin, you have to play this. I played for three minutes and I almost threw up. Like I was literally dry heaving <laughs> on my couch. And he's like, Okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I would love to see somebody play a long play through that and just I, I don't know. I, I don't see anybody playing it over two minutes yeah. at the most i don't think i could do it again like i just like it was so brutal even like the openings like just the beginning credits are like trippy and like yeah were they spinning i can't remember it was it was almost like a lava lamp yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's right then we didn't even talk about like what a douchey like idle animation mohawk has where he's like kind of like <laughs> tapping his foot like it's just so like that's bad too so even not playing the game you lose (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know well i'm glad we found like a hidden gem in the bunch 
And uh, I'm glad to report it's not Mohawk and Headphone Jack. <laughs> but Power Pigs is a sweet Happy game. Happy about I, that. I got I to pick that up. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I'll buy by Burn. Can I do that? Or is it too late? You can this mm-hmm. time. Okay, I'm, 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 we're going to allow it's it. It's fine. Good. Good. <laughs> All right, another Byron Burn in the books. Okay, so let's dive into the meat of the podcast. Uh, just for a frame of reference, because a lot of stuff came up today and recently, we are recording this as of September 26, 2018. Um, and there's been lots of news, lots going on in the gaming world where we're approaching a holiday season. But I think the thing I want to lead off with, and I think uh, we can all agree that has been added to our uh, respective spank banks, is uh, Bowsette. Sexy, sexy Bowsette. Yep. I'm waiting for Birdo at I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Yoshi at yeah it's transportation and it's a girlfriend so that's a win-win <laughs> that sounds like real life <laughs> so for those of you who don't know um, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U Deluxe the poorly named title being ported to the Switch from the Wii U uh, was announced in the last Nintendo Direct, and Peach, or no, Toad, Toadette, um, instead of getting like a power-up, like Big um, has a power-up, which is like a crown, that turns Toadette into Peachette, which is a sort of human-mushroom hybrid creature. Um, anyway, thanks to the wonderful World Wide Web, there was a short webcomic showing a dejected Mario and Bowser um, after Peach walked away from them, um, kind of teaming up, realizing that, well, they couldn't have the princess, they could have each other. And Bowser donned the uh, mystical crown, becoming the uh, gender-bending Bowsette, and uh, ran off with Mario. And this has, for some reason, taken the world by storm. I hear this is massive in Japan. I can only imagine why, but... <laughs> Here we are, Bowsette. Thanks, Nintendo and the internet. <laughs> What's the world coming to? No idea. This was... So, I was way behind on the news, so... As soon as you guys were talking about it, I was like, well, I gotta I got look it up, and definitely regretted Googling <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> images and everything popping up, and I was like... What has happened to video gaming? Yes. This just ruins my childhood. There's already fan-made art, fan-made amiibo, cosplay. I'm sure somewhere there's porn. Yeah. What's the zero the to porn that's, on this? As soon as, <laughs> as soon as you Google it, that's the first thing that pops up is an article <laughs> talking about how it's been used in porn. Already. Of course it has. It's, that's messed up. <laughs> Can't even get a Bowser costume for Halloween this year. <laughs> Going to be all sold out. 
Sexy <laughs> Bowser, here we come. Uh, sexy or just Nintendo's going to sure. capitalize on it. <laughs> Do you guys think that Nintendo will actually cave? Like, given the fandom that this is like instantly received do you think that this will somehow appear in something official nintendo like this no. will be like a 100 a mirror fighter and like uh smash brothers ultimate or something like an alt skin for bowser no they don't even they yes. don't even give waluigi everybody wants waluigi in there and they don't even do that really? so yeah i could see it what about a splatoon 2 costume about that uh, maybe costume for one of the inklings that i could see that crossover if this was like a Fortnite character, it it would be in there like today. Like that's how quickly they move on that stuff. And then <laughs> right, know, Nintendo right, right. just doesn't Nintendo doesn't even understand. They like, what is this thing? What what's going on? Yeah. I think like the best part of this whole thing is like when I watched that Nintendo Direct, like I just scratched my head at the decision to make Toadette transform into Peachette at all. And then I yeah. love that this is the aftermath of that oh, they, weird and like unnecessary design choice. They deserve it. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move. I think we've given Bowsette far too much thought, but um, it is the rage mm. right now. So I figured we had to talk about it. Um, so speaking of that Nintendo Direct, um, if anyone's interested in our YouTube channel, we did a parody of that called Drastically Direct um, that is incredibly cynical, immature, and stupid. But it's there if you want to enjoy it. You can find us at Weekend uh, Rental at YouTube. So just Google that. Um, but then we also uh, went through the launch of Nintendo Online on September 18th. Anyone else pick this up? Just me? I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Nope. I bought it day one. Um, I didn't buy it because I was going to play games online. In fact, I don't intend to do that at all, really, on the Switch. Uh, I just wanted the NES games. So you get 20 NES games at launch. Um, you also get some cloud saves, which actually isn't all that it's cracked up to be because they don't really have a set retention period, where with, like, PlayStation Network, you have six months if you don't renew. Your cloud saves are still there. Here, they're saying, well, it's not going to be stored for a lengthy amount of time, um, which seems like that could be a problem. And then hmm. uh, the online gameplay is kind of weird because you've got games that have been free up till now, like Splatoon 2, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis Aces, that are all going to be behind a paywall now, uh, which seems unfortunate for children who have just gotten this for free and don't have a credit card. Um, of course, free-to-play games like Fortnite will not require this to play online, nor do they on the other platforms, so... That's a win, I guess, for like 99% of 12-year-olds. Um, it shouldn't affect <laughs> yeah. anything. Uh, I do like the growing NES library. I think that's worth the 20 bucks a year. I did go out there and pre-order those controllers because I figured the fact that you need a legitimate subscription to order them just ensures that these are collector's items. And I want my Switch to look as stupid as possible while docked, so I had to buy them. <laughs> I figured that was the whole reason that you went for the online subscription was just for just the controllers. For the controllers. Was that a part of it? It wasn't at all. I just wanted the NES games to be quite honest and the cloud saves. I I just I haven't done it yet. I probably will. I I don't know. I don't know what the hang up is for me. I just I'm not too excited about it. Surprisingly, the thing is, is it's like so little money. It's like. Even as shitty as it is, and I'm not saying it's a good service because it's not, it's pathetic. 
it's so cheap that given that you're getting yeah. free games on an ongoing basis, it's hard not to do. Plus, they've got online multiplayer now. So, like, that's a thing, I guess. But it only works with the friends list. It doesn't work with, like, random lobbies, which kind of sucks. Like, you should just be able to select online, find a match, but you can't. But huh. maybe that'll come. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's strange. At the price point, though, you're right. I mean, probably is worth it. But I have majority of those NES games, so yeah. I'm not... I guess I don't have a desire to have them digitally. Maybe to take them on the go, that's kind of cool. But Yeah, I think it's like the portability thing, because I literally have every game in that list. Um, and most of them I wouldn't play anyway. It's a bad initial list. Like, so heavy on, like, tennis... Yeah, black tenured, box stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff I don't want. It's not a tenured fight. I know that's not in there, I don't think, but there's a couple of gems. You've got your River City Ransom, you've got Mario Brothers 3, of course, um, Ghosts and Goblins. Those are the ones that you're gonna play. Ice hockey. Ice hockey's fucking awesome. Tech Mobile. That's a great that's game. Good. But I think they said they're gonna release three additional games each month, and they've got like the next three months laid out, so huh. I, I'm just surprised that they like pigeonholed them to just nes right like it's like right you're only getting nes games here's these controllers you know it's like oh this is kind of strange that you just didn't like make it everything yeah well you know exactly what they're gonna do you know they're gonna start adding super nintendo games and then you gotta buy the super nintendo controllers that <laughs> oh, go for sure <laughs> on your switch and they're just gonna keep on going the nintendo 64 like handlebars. Are gonna be like, <laughs> i already saw a picture right. of that on twitter <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, this is how they make their money, and us stupid collectors are like, gotta have it. I have to have them. I think it's just one of those things where it's like it fits perfectly well into like the uh, joke of the Switch, where it's like, well, I'm gonna pull it up to a bar and like set it down, or and we're gonna play Mario Brothers three. Like, you don't think you would, but like in this instance, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's cheap enough that I totally would. Like. I would bring this on a camping trip and like set it up and play with a buddy for like 20 minutes. And... Oh yeah. Play Dr. Mario or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice yeah. thing is, is like you can create a Japanese profile, go out there and download the uh, Famicom app right now. It's parallel games, um, but they have the uh, Japanese versions <clears throat> and then you can log back into your original us account that has Nintendo online and play them both. Um, so in theory, I'm imagining that they're going to diverge a little bit. So you're really getting like an alternative library. Um, sure. Because you know they're going to like try to counter to each market. I mean, it's not going to be the same mm -hmm. games forever. So, mm -hmm. so that's a that's a thing. Right. It's one of those things. It's like I can't recommend it, but I also can't say that it's not worth $19.99, I guess. It's very Nintendo. Yeah. I don't know. I it's unfortunate. I, I just haven't turned on my Switch in like three months, so yeah. like <laughs> have had the need to do it. Now that I got a PS4, I'm in the same mm -hmm. boat where I'm like, oh, the Switch is cool, mm -hmm. but PS4 is kind of cooler, which kills me to say, because I love Nintendo so much. I've been playing a shit ton of the Capcom beat em up bundle on the i bought it for the switch and that is is it good oh it's fantastic like it's every amazing beat em up from capcom ever and it's got online mode which the online mode sucks like i don't know what it's like for the ps4 but it's like really shallow on the switch as far as like people online i'd imagine because of the newly paid service 
Um, it's hard to match make. Uh, it's not that great. Uh, but me and my son have been playing through a lot of it. We played through um, Captain Commando is one of my favorite beat em ups in the arcade ever. Uh, it got a Super Nintendo port, but that's kind of pricey. Not like, I guess, in the realm of Super Nintendo games, but um, I never bought it. So we played through that, beat it. Uh, we got through a lot of nights in the round. And then for whatever reason, we like walked away from the Switch to eat lunch and it did not save our progress at all even though it was like flashing little circles saving the whole time so i came back and i was like no like we were we were 40 minutes into this thing jeez and that was after my son's like all right i'm done dad i'm like no son you were gonna finish this with dad we are not quitters and we get back downstairs and our game's gone i'm like fine now we quit Fine, you can quit. And we played Final Fight. You're like gonna sit minutes. down and you're gonna play this game yeah. and you're gonna like it. When you start a beat 'em up in this household, you finish a beat 'em up. Um, <laughs> and you owe Dad the quarters. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so for any beat 'em up fans, like I cannot. I, I mean, this is such a great deal. I mean, maybe don't the the portability of it on the Switch is nice, but it's also available on like PS4. Like it, this is just something if you're a '90s kid. Just buy it. Like I, I can't recommend it enough. It's awesome. So many good games. Twenty bucks. Mm. Twenty bucks. Mm. And speaking of PS4, I feel like Hellfro's over today. <laughs> Go on. So apparently Fortnite on PS4 is now online compatible with every other platform. Xbox, PC, Switch. Which wasn't fundamentally possible according to sony all this time who has been handily in the lead of this console generation but seems they like they must have worked day and night for this to to get it to work yeah they and realized they just had to flip a switch they hit enter on somebody's keyboard and it just worked it was weird weird it's a good thing they waited until all the outrage completely died down to do it they yeah. didn't do it immediately after people were like, just do it, do it, do it. Yeah, they could have bought some goodwill had they been like, we acknowledge your complaints. Yeah. We understand we're doing this. And instead they wait until like everybody's like, fuck you guys. And now they're like, oh, no, 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 look, we can do it too. We did it. <laughs> we did it, guys. It was like one handicapped kid in the corner clapping. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you insinuating handicapped people are Sony fans? <laughs> Isn't everybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. I thought man. this was like <coughs> kind of amazing, like breaking news this morning. Um, but then it's like you come to find out, and it's like, well, they really just did this in this instance. Like you know, they bent to Epic, and they they bent to the yeah. fact that this is like the biggest game in the world. Um, and they aren't doing it for other things. Like there's games like rocket league where this isn't, I mean, there's PC like to PS4, but they're not doing it across platform. So huh. it's like this small victory that really is kind of just almost nothing at the end of the day. <laughs> kind of mm -hmm. pathetic. Yeah. I did see that their, uh, their PlayStation now, which was always like you stream the games. They're going to be allowing you to download them, yeah. much like uh, the game Xbox Game Pass. 
So I'm much more interested in their, that service now because, I mean, there's a lot of cool PS2 games on there, too, to even download. Yeah, that's kind of huge because, like, that's on PC. So I assume they're going to have, like, some client that will run these games then on PC if you download. Or do you know I'll if it's just PS4 to PS3? I'm, that's a good question. Yeah, it's got to be only PS4 because. Yeah, because then you would have to, like, emulate it on a PC. That would right. be kind of hard. Yeah. So maybe that isn't a possibility. It's still like, I mean, it's like one of those obvious decisions again that Sony just has like completely overlooked with the service that I think a lot of people were waiting for. Yeah. Now, if they could do the price point that Xbox Game Pass does, because isn't PlayStation now still like 30 or 40 bucks a month? I mean, it's it's a lot. Yeah, they, they've run deals every once in a while, but... Yeah, I'm not sure what it's at right now. You said thirty to forty dollars a month. Yeah, it's expensive. Holy cow! Twenty bucks a month right now. Okay, twenty bucks, but still, like yeah. that service has been out for the better part of a year. I mean, maybe almost two years, and like nobody has really jumped on this thing. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been around for a while, and it just seems like the something they never really put a lot of stuff into. I know. And it, it's great timing too cuz like it's just in time to be able to download all those games to your Vita and play them. <laughs> <laughs> Except that Sony announced that the Vita is officially dead. Again. So, Again. so yeah, if you didn't already know it wasn't dead, it uh they're not going to make the consoles anymore. They stopped manufacturing the game cards in June. Everyone stopped seeing Vitas in stores in about 2015. Uh, so yeah, this, the console that you didn't it's know gone. still existed is it's it's gone. It's it's too bad. I don't know where you're gonna play all your graphic novels now. Uh, there's they're on PS4 now <laughs> and Switch, right? <laughs> Between <laughs> those Switch. two machines, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what's not dead? What's, what's that? that, Ryan? Mini consoles. They're not? No, because <laughs> I we're heard getting they were. <laughs> the PlayStation oh, Mini. Insane. On top of the it, Vita Mini, or not the Vita Mini, but the, the Neo Nintendo Geo 64 Mini, Mini too. Which isn't even announced, that, but everyone's like, that's it's coming out. Take- it's not, though. I hate the internet. Oh, like, gosh. it's happening. They're already, like, throwing dates on it and everything. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be out for Christmas. And I'm like, Nintendo has said absolutely nothing about this. (laughs) If there's one thing that people should have remembered from the launch of the NES and Super NES Classic is that they laid out the game plan and the dates for those things a quarter in front of when that happened. Like, we are not getting the N64 Mini for Christmas, people. Mark your words. I, I will bet my copy of ghostbusters 2 on the nes for it <laughs> but i mean it, i don't doubt that it is likely coming out it is just not happening for a holiday run um nintendo's in like this big position to push the switch this holiday they've got heavy hitters they are not going to dilute this they're still making the snes classic like you can just now find this regularly in stores i'm still seeing nes classics alongside the snes classics like they're not going to do it like they don't I mean, you have to, people have to realize, like, they're manufacturing, like, 
those two products plus the Switch plus the 2DS, the 2DS XL, and the 3DS. Like, they got a lot of shit in the hardware market right now. They're not going to make an N64 in time for the holiday season. I'm sorry. I agree. It's not going to happen. No. It just it doesn't make any sense at this point. The Nintendo fanboys are getting a little little too aggressive at this moment. So, will there be one? There's a good chance that there will be one maybe next year or or something yes, like I that. See, but it's yeah. not. The spring window is when I would anticipate. Yeah. But for this holiday season, we are most definitely getting the PlayStation Mini. Which I love that Sony has like announced this, like almost copying what we saw from Nintendo. Like initial oh, yeah. screenshot, oh, giant hand little console. Like, boy, where did I see that before? <laughs> like both uh, the NES and the SNES Mini. And then, I don't know. The, the one thing that's got me here is like the price point, I think, is a little brutal. Granted, these are larger games, um, but 20 games, 100 bucks. The fact that it's two controllers is nice, but the fact that they've left out DualShock um, is a mistake, unless they're planning to sell those separately after the fact or allow you to plug in a PS3 or PS4 controller through USB, which maybe they will. Makes sense. Bluetooth, maybe? That'd be cool. Bluetooth would be great, yes. Um, It's really cool. Um, I I would say, like, as a company, Nintendo is bad at doing... um, attainable fan service they do a lot of limited consoles limited runs a lot of hype but they've never made something like this where it could reach a mass market of playstation fans and speaking of playstation fans you know we're 60 million plus with the playstation 4 sold so i think there's a market for this um and i also Mm. think that they're going to be smart enough to manufacture a shitload of these uh i was not immediately blown away by the outset of games listed i think they said there's gonna be 20 we got five right so we got like wild arms Yep. Um, R-Type 4, which I was t- we were talking about before the show, like, I only played R-Type 4 on a dual stick. I can't imagine a drift-based, like, racing game like that working without the dual stick, <laughs> uh, the analog stick. I, it's just, it blows my mind. Um, God, what else? Jumping Flash? Is that one of them? That's one. Tekken. Tekken, of course. And sense. Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Which is funny, because they got the remake coming out. All right. <laughs> You guys have any like wishes like for other games that you would love to see on here? Uh I don't know. There's 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 a lot, but at the same time, there's not ones that I'd be like, okay, I really want to play this, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think the biggest problem with both this and a theoretical N64 mini is that this is the early age of polygonal 3D graphics, and they have not... These games did not age well. Um, in fact, in most cases, they're almost unplayable. Um, you know, RPGs, I think, is a different scenario. Um, but, I mean, I can think of a couple things. Like, I would love Twisted Metal 2. I think Twisted Metal 2 is, if you're going to pick one of the games, the best one. I know the license is up for Tony Hawk. So, if they could get Tony Hawk 2 on there, I think that makes perfect sense. I don't know that that's possible. Um I think a Crash Bandicoot game of some form needs to be on there. Yeah. Even though we just got the trilogy. Probably a Spyro, even though that's coming out. Um, one of the Grand Turismos. Probably two would make sense. Yeah. Castlevania. And Castlevania, although I don't think that will happen, and we'll get into why later Not on. With this new thing, yeah. Yeah, that's coming out. Um, 
But then beyond that, like, I suppose you have to lean. I think the thing is that the PlayStation was really known for, other than a shitload of sports games, is the fact that it kind of ushered in, like, the acceptance of RPGs into North America. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine they're going to lean into some more stuff. But I don't know what they would get. I mean, Do you go mature, in? though, too? Like, I mean, Resident Evil is huge yes, for PS1, obvious. but, That's true. but that brings it to mature rating, right? Right. That's true. Yeah, that you know, I didn't even think about that because you have to think about that whole package as a rating system, don't you? Yeah, that's a great point. Because yeah, that would be an obvious one, especially like the original like director's cut, like with the shitty dialogue. <laughs> no, you, Jill, the master of unlocking, take my lock pick. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> I think this actually might be a good setup for me because I did not grow up with a PlayStation. I skipped all that. Yeah. And uh, and I I really have no desire to collect for PS1 at all. And I, I feel that this would just get me a good amount of solid games for a hundred bucks and just throw it on, on my desk with everything else and yeah. um, just casually play it. That's probably more for me um, something that would work better. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, if you look at what these... Like, cause on, you can't do it on PS4 for whatever reason, but you can play original PlayStation games on your PS3 and Vita. And I want to say Sony charges five ninety nine for the majority of them. So even if you just do the math on like owning the games digitally, this is already a solid investment. If, like you said, you know, you're someone like Nate who just wants to dive in and experience it. So I'm going to get one. Do you one. think it's worth the hundred dollar price point though? I mean, especially... They are kind of in competition with Nintendo, and Nintendo has been at that seventy nine ninety nine mark. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think the reason that they're going to have to do that is because they're going to have to pay licensing fees to secure mm-hmm. some of some of what some of these games that people would consider PlayStation One classics, and I think they're going to have to pay up to other developers um, for those licenses. And I think that's where that price point is coming from. I do agree, though, that like the seventy nine ninety nine would have been like a, a done deal. I would have no like reservations just picking this up. Um, I think a hundred is a little too much, but I, I get why that's happening. I think once we see the full game list, that'll make more sense. Who knows though? Too, there's still it's still it's kind of like a big question mark not to get a full game list when we are essentially two months away from this dropping. And I don't know if that's because they're trying to, you know, hype it up and build it up or if they still haven't secured all the licensing. <laughs> Work out the deals. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, they're obviously sticking true to the PlayStation brand. If they're like including jumping flash right away, you know? Right. Yeah. That's a deep cut. Like everybody looks yeah. back and like, yeah, jumping flash, but really 90% of people are like, what the fuck is jumping flash? Mm-hmm. This guy. Yeah, me too. And like, I'm very aware of it, but I had no idea what it was when I owned a PlayStation. Like, I no clue. To me, this is one of those things that like I very much intend on buying, but I am not going to take the time to pre-order it. Because if I, Mm -hmm. if for some reason there's like this massive supply shortage and I don't get one of these, I'm not going to be upset. I just, I'm not. I've already been. It's a good time to be a mini. Right, right. really. I've been through too much of the hassle with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic and waiting in lines. I'm like, I'm over it at this point. I'm good. Would you I wait in my... line for a N64 Mini? No, I wouldn't. But my my wife will wait in line for my Mini. Hey-yo. 
It's funny because she <laughs> because she won't anyway. So <laughs> uh, you're so confident. Yeah, I, I did love. <laughs> I did love how like they announced this PlayStation Mini, and it, like immediately Sega comes out and they're like, "Yeah, we're delaying the Mega Drive Mini." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now is not a good time. <laughs> I don't even know why Sega bothers. It's like you've been churning out mini at game trash for the last decade. Like, just give it a rest. Oh, and they've been selling Genesis packs and, you know, you can buy them PC, you can buy them piecemeal, you can buy them everywhere. Like, I don't. They're even making them to the Switch now. Like, the arcade archives are coming to the Switch. Like, what are you doing? Too many options, man. Too many options. Yeah, there's not a lot of value in Sega games. (laughs) You know, just the realms of it. Yeah, it's not great. So speaking of uh, that Symphony of the Night that's not coming, it is coming to a PlayStation console, though. Castlevania Requiem was just announced for PS4 exclusively, I believe. Um, I think only digital Hmm. download. I don't know that it'll get a physical later, but basically for anyone who's interested, it's going to be 1080 versions of um, Symphony of the Night and uh, Rondo of Blood which I was super excited about because about, what, seven months ago now, Andy and I put together this really awesome video on what games you need to purchase from the Wii U Virtual or the Wii Virtual Shop before they're gone forever. And Rondo of Blood was one of those games on that list that outside of emulation, that was the only way to like really buy this for a reasonable price and play it. And even though we made that video and I appreciated it and loved that video, I didn't heed my own advice. (laughs) <laughs> and I lost my opportunity to play Rondo of Blood. So now I'm going to get a second chance. I'm excited about this. There is a PSP game that has it on it as well. If you, yes. If you want to go that route. I don't. <laughs> and I, yes. I, yeah, it is true. It's on there. Dracula X or whatever. Yeah. I, uh, no. I, I, I don't. So this is going to be good. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, I got... I, well, obviously, I, I played the Castlevania games on the NES. I got really into the Game Boy Advance, like Metroidvania games. I played a couple of them. Um, One all the way through, the other one I think almost. And uh, I never played Symphony of the Night. You know, it was just kind of like that whole Sony burying 2D games when they were trying to push 3D back Mm. then. And I really want to go back and play it. And I've always wanted to play Rondo of Blood. Um, And I've been pissed since not purchasing it in March when I should have when we made that video. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I think it was like 20 bucks again. Sounds about right. And Nate, for if you don't know, those are like considered two of the best 2D like adventure hack and slash games ever made. So I think I'm not I, I, I'm not considered an <clears throat> idiot, but I really don't know those games either. So <laughs> I think now that you have a PS4, I, I think so these are two games that you're probably gonna love and you should pick up. Yeah, if you like Castlevania the originals, these just build upon them. Yeah, so much yeah, more. I absolutely love love those. So. I will yeah. start contributing to new gen stuff eventually, but I'm still learning all this stuff. So unacceptable, Nate. Unacceptable. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's okay. Yeah. So this is I think that just dropped today too. This is new news uh mm-hmm. twenty six. So I, I think there had been like um leaks and this was suspected, but it's official, so good news for retro and modern gamers alike. And then some sad news that developed over the weekend is that Telltale Games just kind of shut down and fired everybody. 
So if you're not familiar with Telltale, they're the folks that have been making sort of like the spiritual successors to um, text adventure games on PC. Um, they had licenses for everything. The Walking Dead was a success. They had Wolf Among Us. They had a Minecraft story mode. They oh, had, man, they had so many. And I think that's kind of like the underlying reality here is that when you are putting out so many games, all of them incredibly, I would imagine, expensive licenses. When we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy, you're talking Walking Dead. These are like prime IPs. I don't think there's a lot of margin for error um, with your sales figures. Like, I think you need to kill it or mm-hmm. you're sucking air. And I think they just did too much of it, too fast. And then from the sounds of it, like, I mean, I don't hate any of those games. Like, I've enjoyed them. Um, there's games and, like, stories that I'm more into. But it sounds like the company just, like, kind of really shit-canned everybody. Like, here you go. We're laying you off. Get out. And it was, like, we're talking, like, 200-plus people. Which yeah. Because ridiculous. They've... For how many games that they've been putting out, I mean, it seems like they put out three a year almost. <clears throat> yeah, and this, like, we were just, the hype train was just rising to the peak for the final installment of The Walking Dead. Like, I, that's all anyone's talked about for the last couple months. I mean, it's been big news. Well, it's not all they've talked about, but it's been big gaming news. And now to find yeah. out that, that all those people are gone. And then the backlash has kind of been, too, is that they came out this week after the announcement of layoffs that, well, we might be able to salvage these games possibly maybe and then the internet's been like uh how about instead of bringing us these games you pay people severances and give them uh, life insurance because apparently like they, they were given till the end of the month no cobra life insurance gone like wow. bye-bye and i think that walking dead wasn't it uh it was quite the roller coaster because they uh they weren't gonna do it and then all of a sudden like some investors came in or or somebody offered some stuff where then they started okay well it could potentially happen (laughs) and then just tanked yeah the rumor is that they had like a bunch of funding coming in from universal and then universal Mm. pulled Uh the plug and that was that's like what sunk them like they were just couldn't recover but yeah once you're at that point it's yeah i just i never really got into those games at all it's just not really what i enjoy uh, but they are popular mm-hmm. yeah i'd agree I'd love, like oh go ahead i love them but but there's so many of them that i couldn't yeah. keep up like and they're like episodic so there's five episodes in every game too so like in each episode is like an hour and a half two hours maybe yeah so like you feel like you're doing those episodes and you're almost completing a whole game with each episode. It feels like, and doing like basically 15 episodes a year. That's just too much. You can't play that same game. It's that yeah, same and, engine. Ugh. And then you have people like me who like, I didn't ever buy the episodes as they came out. I w- I'd always wait until like the compilation disc came out. And even then yeah. I didn't buy it at launch. I'd wait till it was like $20 on sale. So you got to figure like how many that revenue stream by the time you're adding like four or five, competing franchises there was game of thrones i mean there was just it got to be too much (laughs) yeah i think they 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 ate their own lunch like they just divided it too much yeah but i mean it's kind of sad too because like they were kind of keeping a legacy alive um like of a bygone era because like nobody makes games like that anymore and you know they had their dedicated fan base 
And uh, obviously they're a pretty well-respected company. So to see them just shut their doors like that sucks. And it sucks for all those people. Yeah. You could just tell, though, that they didn't invest in the games themselves, though, either. Because, I mean, even like these new ones that are coming out, they're on the same engine from the first Walking Dead. Like, right. And that started and you can tell. last gen, right? Yeah. And they're just hitchy. They have a terrible frame rate. It's just awful. Yeah. They run terrible. And it's like you have to invest in a new engine if you want to keep pumping these out like this. And they never did. Right. Yeah, it's too bad. Maybe we'll see like some glimmer of hope and like somebody will start up like a fractured, you know, yeah, smaller team and carry on. I mean, probably not with the licenses, but like keep that alive. There's definitely a market for it. If you did it as a small team um, of people, I think that's Mm -hmm. very attainable. But I mean, when you're talking like 300 and some people making games like that, that's a big overhead plus licenses plus mismanagement. Oh, yeah. You know. It's a big gamble. Definitely. The weird part is, after all those licenses, the Borderlands one is the best one. Really? Yeah. That's the one I've cared the least about, and I've sadly bought the entire season, because I think it was like two bucks one time on a PSN sale, and I haven't gotten to it. Oh, you should try it. I would have never guessed that. It's hilarious. Well, that's like... It's great. Yeah, the Borderlands, like, if you've never played those games, Nate, like, like, the lore in that world is, like, so bonkers. Like, I can only imagine the the game would be good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's definitely my favorite out of all of them. Cool. I'll have to try it. I will. I will say I started with the walking dead and I liked that a fair amount and I got through like half the first season and then I bought the back to the future one and I really did not like that one. Uh, that that one one's a bad. lot different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to try the borderlands. Sounds like a winner. Was was there one Batman Arkham Knight? Uh, Arkham Knight's a different game, but there was a Batman Telltale series. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two Batman okay. ones now. Yeah, two yeah. I, did one go on Switch? I don't recall. Yeah, something yep. on there. Yeah, yeah. Those were one of those things when I first got the Switch. I was like, "Oh, sweet, a Batman game! I might have to check that out." And then I saw Telltale, and I was like, ah, <laughs> "No, I can't. I can't play a game that way. That's just that's not my style. Not what I'm into." But yeah. I pictured Batman: Arkham Knight probably being one of the top ones over Borderlands. So it's interesting. I've played the Batman one. It's okay. There's a lot more action in it, you know. But the action in those games are just like they're, uh, you know. Quick time but, events? Yes, that's the word I'm t- thinking of, yes. Don't you ever forget it. Yeah. It's the bane of video gaming. You, Suzuki, will not let me forget it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, we blasted through like a ton of news, but what have you guys been playing? Anything? I haven't not been playing much at all lately. Um... I downloaded uh, Quantum Break because that is on Game sure. Pass. Played a little of that. That game is like 105 gigs or something like that to download. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh man. But that game but, had such a hype train behind it, too. Like, is it, yeah. does it live up? I mean, or is it just kind of, is there a reason have, we forgot about it? I haven't gotten to the, like, the live action stuff yet. That's what I okay. really want to see. Um, but, so far it's it's okay like it's very cinematic like the camera angles and everything are just like 
it's it's very movie like. Okay. Which I kind of figured you have like a real life actor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw that at a pawn shop for 10 bucks. I almost bought it just because I was curious, but I guess I could spend 10 bucks and get Game Pass and find out anyway. All right. There you go. Yeah. I'm playing, still playing Phantom Pains. So. Oh, you're still going through uh, that? Yeah, I, I haven't been playing a ton of games, but I've been chipping away at that a little bit, and uh, it's it's still good. I like it. Again, it it's it's the the sneak attack style games. I they're fun for a while, and then it just kind of becomes repetitive. And because mm-hmm. um, I like to just go in guns blazing sometimes and. <laughs> But I'm like, oh, I got it. And the missions for me, and it's probably just the style that I play, like it takes me a while. So it, like one mission could take me 45 minutes to get through because I'm yeah. creeping around. Same sure, for me. Yeah. That's the nature of the game. But yeah, I'm definitely looking for probably another PS4 title to jump into soon. So <clears throat> Brothers. <clears throat> Brothers. I know. I should live stream <clears throat> Brothers. I think, I, I think I'm going to live stream that. <laughs> It's and amazing. have you sitting next to me just tearing up. <laughs> I live streamed that whole thing one night, like a few years ago, and I think one person jumped in for like ten minutes. So But I had fun. <laughs> that's that's the whole point of it anyways, so Right. I've been playing uh I got my IRAM Castlemania copy of Holy Diver Deluxe Edition for the NES. Or as I like to call it Holy Diver! Um, I have to say that every time I put it in my NES and, uh, so for those of you who don't, yes. So for those of you who don't know, that was like a Famicom exclusive game. It's, it's not licensed. There's no licensing to Ronnie James Dio or the Holy Diver, like any of that, but it is all. I've heard it has nothing to do with metal. (laughs) Yeah. According to (laughs) Rerez, it has nothing at all to do with Holy Diver, which is untrue. Obviously, the developers were big fans of metal music, and it is definitely a nod. I mean, it really is Ronnie James Dio's uh, character model from the music video. Um, while there's no licensing to connect it, you know, there are characters from Black Sabbath in the game, like by name, first name. Uh, and it is an awesome game. It's like, it's very Castlevania-ish. It's very hard. Um, I will say I was surprised at how easy the first level was, because all I kept hearing was like how difficult this game was. And it is in the fact that it's got like repeating like bogus enemy patterns, kind of mm. similar to Castlevania, like the Medusa heads and that sort of stuff. But if you can, if you can keep your cool and blast through those segments without taking a lot of damage, it's not an overly brutal game. It is difficult though. Um, really happy with the purchase though. I think um, after James and Mike did a video on it a few years ago, I think the Famicom version became fairly expensive, thirty to forty dollars. Um, if you were going to buy like somebody's like Etsy version of a, you know, us port uh, ROM to a NES cart, you're probably going to pay 30 to 40 bucks. Anyway, this was $60 came in an amazing boxed collector's set came with some extras, a box, a manual sleeve, black cartridge with awesome artwork on it, a pin and stickers, tarot cards, like the whole thing. It's just, I I'm super happy with that. I, I mean, Castlemania and IRM did, a great job on this. It's a really fun game and I'm happy to have it in my collection. So 
When did it? When did you say it arrived? Uh, I want to say I got this last. Well, I tweeted it out. So like, like last, like Wednesday, maybe. I uh, I was on Twitter today, and again, can't always believe everything that you see. But uh, someone uh, got the same package that you you got, mm-hmm. but they found it in the wild today. What? Which is yeah, which is who very, gets rid of it? Very interesting. I yeah, so- I don't know. It didn't seem right, but they're like, I can't believe I just found this in the wild. And I trying to, I'm scrolling through trying to find it again. Yeah. So I got it a but. week ago today was when mine came. Mm. And I there were people that got it ahead of me because there was a Kickstarter along with this. And I think like a different color cartridge if you did the Kickstart. I didn't. I still pre-ordered. I pre-ordered on the like last day of pre-order before it was like officially done uh, through Castlemania. And I got mine like a couple weeks after. I know there's another collector in the area, Danton. He got his yep. and like was showing pictures and I was super pissed because like damn it I want to it looks play so it. awesome it is great it, it looks so awesome it's very cool it's 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 way better done than it needs to be and like honestly if you compare that and the price point to something like those you know Street Fighter two reboots and like what you got oh, money yeah. wise like there's no yeah. comparison like this is if you're an NES fan and it's a game you were at all interested in if you're a metal fan which I am uh, it's just kind of like the perfect like nod I I love it. And it's a really good game, so that helps. The interesting thing is, like, where does this land in a collector's head? Like, is this now an official release? Is it an unlicensed? Ooh. Part of the unlicensed set? Right. Because it is and IREM. It's a game that was out before. That's true. They they released it. Yeah. Is there a subset of reproduction games for collector's edition? reproduction games are we gonna have to get that granular now with our like but it's like an official reproduction right yeah for sure to the initial release though too so it's it's really strange to think about that way yeah that's true i didn't even think about that i'm sure to real purist collectors this game does not exist and i have in my possession hot trash that belongs nowhere near my enemies (laughs) get your hand down nate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. You know you want it. It's a good It's you, not licensed. I don't need it. <laughs> well, it actually is licensed officially. Officially unofficially. To to IRAM, not Nintendo though. Right. It's official it's official enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. I mean IRAM Nintendo. It's goony enough. Yeah, it's I good. will tell you, Ryan, what I'm excited about. And you text me about it is red dead red dead redemption 2 mm-hmm. i'm excited about that actually i am should i not be you should be so like i i too like got the bug up my ass this week and i was like when does that come out and i'm like oh that comes out on a friday like that's cool because hmm. usually games come out on tuesdays like i have vacation time the year's coming to an end I haven't done like I like once a year. I like to just like take a day for like a big release that I'm interested in and just go on a bend. Yeah. Wife, kids. I love you. Get the fuck out. Like this is my day. (laughs) This is dad's day. It's continuing into Saturday. I'll talk to you Sunday. We'll have lunch. It'll be great. And then, so I, I took it off while I put in for it, even though we're busy at work, we're being audited. Uh, I work at a bank. So for anyone who doesn't work in banking, that's a big deal. But I asked my manager, I was like, so I know we're being audited, but what would happen if I put in? She's like, it's fine. I'm like, thank you. So I put in and then I text you guys. It was like 
24 to 48 hour live stream. Let's go. And I'm serious. I even reached out to Justin. Justin's working on getting the day off. I think we should fill my couch and just like tag team that campaign and just like live stream the whole freaking ridiculous cool. thing. Go through. Sounds like a awesome day. Yes. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think and it, I've never played Red Dead Redemption, but that is one game I've always looked at. And I'm like, that looks sweet. Yes. And uh, oh, yeah. so I'm excited to jump into it. I will be getting it probably day one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we should make it happen. I think I'm going to download it on my PS4 digitally. So there's like no hiccups with like disc read issues or like waiting in Walmart and having to install it. And then. I think you guys should come over and we should just have like a weird like adult slumber party and uh, maybe not adult was the wrong word a weird grown man <laughs> no non sexual slower Ryan slumber Say it slower, party Ryan because if you're gonna stream that thing because like realistically this campaign is gonna be about thirty hours I reckon and I say I reckon because yeah. it's a Western game I so knew that's you're the gonna do you that. Have, I reckon <laughs> I reckon so people are gonna have to take cat naps because one person can't do this alone so. I think it needs to happen. It's going to be one of those moments you come out like Saturday afternoon and you're like, oh, the sun. I've had those moments. Uh, I took a like a week stay vacation or staycation and um, I did some heavy gaming. I did a lot of work as well, but I did some heavy gaming and there were moments I walked out and this was probably in july or something and i'm like oh my gosh the sun what is what is it doing to me i'm going back downstairs yeah i i will totally do that with red dead for sure yeah i think it i think it's the game of the fall that has my interest for sure so i'm surprised the bank isn't closing down for that day i know you you know i looked it up and it's not a national holiday it's you know the feds open it's unbelievable So is that the second October second, or is that the uh, October twenty sixth? It's a Friday. Twenty sixth. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to game plan that and see who wants to jump in and who doesn't. I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. take the day off regardless. So I think it would be a oh. interesting online experience. Oh yeah. I'll supply the snacks. I will bring the frozen Swiss rolls. Mm. It's funny. I Frozen, text huh? me. She's like, you need anything from Target? I'm like, shampoo and some Swiss rolls. Then I got both. I was super excited when I got home. <laughs> Have you tried Frozen? Like, Frozen no, Swiss I keep roll? forgetting <sighs> that you say they're so good. I'll have to throw, throw it back in the box here. After throw this. them in the freezer. Yeah. Delicious. Good stuff. Huh. That's a good idea. A- any little Debbie can go in the freezer. So, and it's amazing. <laughs> They're all better. What about honey buns? It sounds kind of gross in the freezer. I'd take it. Take what you get. <laughs> I need those calories. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, a Star Crunch would be inedible frozen. Ooh. Yeah, that frozen uh, caramel might cut your gums up. Yeah. That's when you crumble it up and throw it over some ice cream. You're good to go. You just get an answer for everything. You're like the <laughs> snack guru. Yeah, when's I'm your trying little, to when's build your like a Debbie sugar tolerance. Coming out? That would be so dope. That would be awesome. <laughs> the tagline like is grilling, just freeze it. <laughs> grilling ho-hos and whatever else. I'm I'm Smoked. thinking uh, a side a side segment uh for my YouTube channel. So all about little Debbie. 
If I come over to your house again, your daughter's like, Dad's world-famous frozen Swiss rolls. <laughs> Although there's a problem. Uh, yeah. We're trying to fight yeah. diabetes in my home by just building a tolerance to, to right. sugar and all that stuff. So It's a smart approach. You don't hear many people talk about it. I like it. I'm parenting the crap out of that one. <laughs> From luxurious penthouse pads to sumptuous hot tub hideaways, we search the world for the perfect snack. And here in the gleaming kitchen of Mrs. Penny Bucksworth, we found it. Little Debbie snack cakes, excellent taste, Mrs. Bucksworth. And single packs are so convenient to take along on your thing. Great taste, great variety, great value. Little Debbie has a snack for you. The perfect snack, one you really must eat and run. Okay, on to the fail bag where we uh, read questions from old game magazines and answer them as if they were addressed to us. Um, our first one is from the official Dreamcast magazine. So you can imagine how big a Sega fanboys these people the official are. Official fanboys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Edwin Romero. His email is Metallica999 at Hotmail.com if you want to reach out to him. We should email him, see if he yep. still has it. I'm, so, I'm Well, I'm sure Metallica <laughs> sued him for pissed. having an email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has a few questions. Is it really true that Sega will be launching a whole new system called Dreamcast 2 that will be better than the PS2? And we'll also have DVD room on yep. it. It's called <laughs> Still the waiting Xbox. for it, but it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Were there really rumors of Dreamcast 2 that, that far back? Like, I thought that was like an after death thing. <sighs> What's crazy is this is like April 2001. So, uh, two years, like a year and a half after It was 2001 where they, they doing announced that they were done, right? And their like response was that uh, we sus we suspect that Sega must be working on some sort of new console. So the official no Dreamcast magazine doesn't know that Sega is already shuttering its doors and will later that year be announcing that they're pulling out of the console market forever. And, I mean, I suppose they right. can't tell people yeah, that exactly. investors. And <laughs> they were too busy with the Sega Mini. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's yep. still delayed. Yeah. 20 years in the making. It's going to be the best. <laughs> uh, one of his other questions. Did, did you guys like Shenmue? I played it and didn't like it at all. I mean, it has great graphics and a good story, too. But I think that is, I think that is kind of slow. You guys shouldn't grade it more than a 7. Sounds good. I mean... Thank <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with his like not liking it at all. But even then, I could appreciate what like a technical marvel that game was. But also, that's the game that's like rumored to like partially have sunk Sega in the end, wasn't it? Like development between Saturn over to Dreamcast, they spent something like forty-two million dollars on this game. Oh yeah, yeah. And sadly, it didn't reach. I mean, people look back and they love Shenmue, but like, let's be honest, like Shenmue didn't reach a ton of people. 
because it was locked on the Dreamcast. And then the the second one, mm-hmm. when it did get bought over to the US on Xbox, I mean, again, critically well, but I don't recall a lot of Xbox owners owning that. No. It just... It, it, plus, it was a game that you're never going to get mass market. Right. Like, it was very Japanese. I mean, there's a lot of American kids that would look at that cover, look at any of those graphics and characters. And, and there's, like, like, so uh, much to it that you no, can look at you. and, like, the weather systems and the daytime and, like... Like, a lot of it you can, like, sit back and look mm-hmm. at and, like, wow, like, technically this is a Marvel. And then also, on the other hand, you're, like, Grand Theft Auto 3 just dropped... And why would I go back to Shenmue now? Like, I mean, it's just if you're going to do like <laughs> a big overarching open world game, like a, it, it did storytelling better. But yeah, I agree. Like I never. I appreciated it for what it was, but it, like it did not resonate with me whatsoever. And I still think it's funny that like people are hyped for Shenmue 3 because like I don't think people are really hyped with it. I think they're hyped with the idea of Shenmue 3. Like, and that's not saying that there aren't people who legitimately love those games because they do but i just think the majority of the public who kickstarted that thing has no clue what they're in for and when they released uh no. one and two Absolutely. on the ps4 and all that stuff people were oh I, I never played this game i skipped it so i'm gonna love it now like i don't know i think it got way too much okay. hype for no reason yeah so well, it's one of those games, like, if you're going to look back and play and enjoy it now, like, retrospectively with that package, like, you had to have the original nostalgia of having played it to appreciate it now, because you're not going to... Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a bad open world <laughs> yes. game now. So I didn't want to say that, but yes. Yes, you were right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the Resident Sega fan throw it under the bus. I appreciate that. Yeah. There is another letter in here. I, I won't... Uh... I won't read it, but he's basically saying how all he does is play Zelda. Which Zelda? That's the only all game Zeldas he's ever played. Or the original? It's just Zelda, Zelda, okay. Zelda. Yeah, just all of them. And he said that Shenmue was the first time that he ever like dropped down, dropped Zelda and played this other game. That's the only. And now he's like doesn't huh. care about Zelda anymore. That's a weird leap. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Doesn't seem like I mean there are some some things in like the 3D Zeldas and stuff where you have to be at, in a place yeah. at a certain time. I guess I could see like a Majora's Mask, like which is very much here, Shenmue. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Know. I think all you need to know about Shenmue to enjoy it is just like finding your way to the arcade every day and spending your allowance on Space Harrier. So you're pretty much <laughs> done there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, which perfect, Yakuza yeah. does now too. Better. So just do that. Move on to EGM number 98. This is uh, Tomb Raider on the cover. So a lot of Tomb Raider stuff in here. There is a... (laughs) They must have done something in the previous uh, uh, magazine. And people are not happy about it. (laughs) So I'll go on and read a few of these. Dear EGM, showing the address to the Nude Raider website was totally sexist. Showing naked video game characters really ticked me off. Oof. 
my little eight-year-old brother likes to read this magazine. But when he saw this, he wanted to go to the Nude Raider website right away. When parents see this, they are surely going to cancel their child's subscription. Not if your dad sees it. He's going to get his own. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for the sake of yeah, you're just doubling up, uh, answering maybe. this question correctly, can I get that URL, Andy? Can you, uh, can you send that over to me? <laughs> I'm sure it was just nuderator.com. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> if this guy's offended in whatever year this magazine came out about video game related porn, I hate to tell you, 2018 isn't going to be the year for you. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> you name a franchise, it's porn before it's a game now. So, yeah. I was going to say, I just saw a story that there's like mods for doing that to Quiet in, in uh, oh. Metal Gear 5. <laughs> that was it i think like i've shared this story with andy before but like i read this like i don't even remember what website it was or magazine back in the day but it was like 10 like unforgettable moments in gaming history and then like they listed these and like i can't remember where this fell but one of the moments was um in the original playstation backing laura croft into a corner so you could get a better look at her boobs and i totally did that (laughs) as a kid <laughs> and they were weird and triangular but it was worth it so i mean i probably would have been all over this site yeah. i'm not gonna lie whatever well, <laughs> i mean everybody everybody code, said yeah. there was a code right? right that was the giant rumor all the time Many yeah wasted but never nights. it never was uh yeah dave also wanted to throw uh his opinion in he says i gotta hand it to you guys Yours is the first game magazines I have to hide under my bed. Either you guys, <laughs> either you guys are getting really bored really fast, or someone there isn't getting any. The Laura Croft webpage had me rolling on the floor. That guy gets it. Yeah. Apparently, they just posted the website as a. Uh, like a source well, in do, a story that they were doing. So do, it's not like they were doing anything like, hey, check this out. <laughs> Naked. Do you know what year this was published? Uh, oh, find out. What's it say on here? September. See, this is 90- hilarious because in 1997, I probably had a subscription to EGM, but I had about. I had literally two options at this point if I wanted to view this website because the internet in the upper Midwest in small towns was so non-existent. I had three options, I guess. I could have gone to my high school <laughs> uh, computer lab, which seems like an Ill cho- ill-fitted choice. I could have gone to my dad's work and looked up nude Laura Croft, or I could have gone to my one friend who had dial-up internet in 1997, and I don't think he would have allowed me to use his gateway PC to check out nudes of Laura. So I love that people are like all upset about this. And we lived in like the ass crack of the world where internet was like, what is internet? Is that a thing yet? I heard people talk about it. I think Al Gore said something about inventing it. I'm not sure. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, I can piggyback right off that. We'll go back to the Dreamcast one. Uh, it's an anonymous, I guess, basically saying that they have no idea how the internet works. 
and they posted that <laughs> that uh they were somebody asked which ISPs you could use with the Dreamcast. And <laughs> apparently they said Juno and Net Zero, which were both kind of oh, like I forgot AOL about Juno software for it, so it would not work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, they were totally wrong on that. The interwebs, man. The interwebs. Got Michael writing in. Says, do you think video games are more fun than they used to be? I mean, if somehow you could have been wired to a machine that measured the pleasure and enjoyment you received from <laughs> playing video games, what might have it? Just wait, the Nintendo Wii's coming. <laughs> 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 yeah so he wants to be strapped to this machine he wants to know if do you remember the first time you played asteroids defender pac-man donkey kong how does the enjoyment you received from playing those games for the first time compared to the enjoyment you received from playing street fighter 2 donkey kong country or super mario 64 i know the answer to ryan for ryan <laughs> Uh, what kind of enjoyment might you have experienced if someone were able to send you a ni Nintendo 64 with Super Mario 64? Well, in 1982, if somebody had sent me a 64, I probably wouldn't have thought I was a complete pile of horse shit. Uh, it would be insane. Yeah. I mean, the controller still would have sucked. But... Do you think you would be like, how, how do you hold this thing? Oh, for what do sure. you do with this? Yeah. Like holding it up to your ear and like, what is this thing? Yeah, because nobody at that point had hardly seen a D-pad yet. Now you're getting an analog stick and like a weird Triforce like or Trident. <laughs> yeah, it's like horrible. It's a children's toy. Yeah. What do I put in these slots on the top? My crackers? This is great. <laughs> Can you imagine like a, a rumble pack back then on just like controller shake? You'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so real. <laughs> yeah, that would be mind blowing that far back. But, my, but then if you go on like the graphics, actual reality yeah. plane of like video game progression, if you were rating my enjoyment up through gaming to the 64, I would probably, like, it would take a hard crash for me. And I would be like, that is not better. Mm. I think, like, he's on an interesting point, though. Like, this is going to be, like, a very real answer to or a very stupid section of the podcast. But, like, I almost feel like gaming, that was at the point where excitement and enjoyment was, like, reaching, like, a good, achievable, like, average consumer level and then from about 98 on it took this weird path of like gaming has like so many buttons and so many ins and outs that like it's almost an insurmountable piece to you know the average person or adult i mean you think back like you could hand any mm -hmm. mom and dad like a controller to an nes back in the day and they could figure out tetris or maybe dr mario and have a good time and in fact a lot of parents did mine included but like <clears throat> flash forward if you have a non-gaming parents now and handed them a PS4 controller and Horizon Zero Dawn. Good luck. Yeah, no way. So, yeah, at some point you have to be committed to be right a gamer. At, you know, to, yeah, I to think that was like that. the golden era of that. Like, 
you know, things were really becoming more realistic and like noteworthy and they were still accessible to the vast majority of people. Boring answer. Yeah. No. Reality though. Reality. And we, it always comes back to the Nintendo Wii because then it went completely simple, like super, super simple. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. You know how to master basics on that. Now you can play a game while you do it. WarioWare, shake it on the Wii. That sounds like it's on QVC right there. Yeah, that was my old life. That's how I got through college. QVC. Slinging Wii. I got a bunch of people here writing in some really short things. Cindy says, you guys are covering the PlayStation way too much. Raymond says, (laughs) Raymond says, I wish you guys had more information on the PlayStation. (laughs) Eduardo, your reviews on Sega Saturn games are the most pathetic, biased reviews I've ever seen. Nothing pleases you. (laughs) Yeah, nothing pleases if it, you, if, if, oh, nothing pleases you if it's for the Saturn. Their games always get low scores. Uh, this other guy says, how much exactly does Sega pay you to favor the Saturn? Which you obviously do. <laughs> That's awesome. Back-to-back questions. How did they answer both of them? They basically said that we're not faking these letters. We just can't win. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be the life of... Uh, and I guess we'll finish on this Ooh. poor guy. Ah. Maybe he's not I mean he's not poor in the in currency anyway. Nathan says, You guys are unbelievable. I just got my September issue and had to tell you how much I liked your turbo supplement. I have been thinking about the CD ROM, but there just weren't enough discs out there to make it worthwhile. After seeing photos of what was coming out in the near future, I went out and bought the Turbo CD, plus Ease and Sherlock and Murder Club. Thanks again for supporting this great system. Good for you, man. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have uh, six hundred dollars back in nineteen ninety two. Hopefully, so. he still has it. Sherlock was like notoriously bad, though, was it not? I just feel. Yeah. I feel bad for him because it's like he was like he had the right mindset like oh there's not many CDs coming over for this thing and then one of their stories like oh okay okay <laughs> yeah, I'll turns go get out... one and then yeah. Right. What no CDs like, really came out. <laughs> Gosh, that's a great question. Was it even that much? I don't know. I thought it was a lot lower than that. Oh yeah, you're right. Ninety four or nine. Well, according to this wiki, ninety four <coughs> chip cards and twenty one TurboGrafx CD, um, twenty three in Super CD format, which I assume was. So I guess if you combine both of those, you'd have forty. Are those I separate? Don't I don't know why it lists them as TurboGrafx CD and then twenty three Super yeah. CD because. Was the Super CD needing like a different like expansion card? 
Not sure. Because maybe there. Well, I, I know there's I'm like not, two different cards yeah. you have to put into the Turbo Graphics, and I think there's version one and version two. So maybe the Super CD was like the second card. Oh, you okay. I don't know. You like that get... stuff is so elite that like I've never really gone down that rabbit hole because I've just committed to <laughs> yeah. not owning it ever. I'd love to, but I can't justify the cost. I can't even justify the cost on who cards or hue cards. Too expensive. Yeah. That stuff yes. is insane at this point. Good on anybody who knew about it back in the day, though. Like, I love the triple graphics and like talking about it in the CD because like yeah. we all grew up. Well, Nate had a little bit of experience in a big city, but like, you know, if you grew up where we did, like the it was marketed in very specific regions, like on coastal, like metropolitan areas. Like, I don't know anybody ever who talked about triple graphics CD. In mm-hmm. fact, I was in college reading like video game blogs before I discovered that the TurboGrafx was an actual thing. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know about the same with the Master <laughs> I've System. I've never met anybody yeah. that had one growing up. I yeah. never knew anybody. No, never registered. No. It's crazy. Now I it's wish expensive. I had. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, was I honestly don't know. Could you, could you buy them in our area? I mean, obviously there must have been maybe like mail order or something but like i don't remember going to a kb's or a sears or never nothing i briefly remember jaguar and 3do but like well just like barely you would think like toys r us would have had at least a little bit of it sure but that's not where our eyes would go it'd never go there we'd always go straight to nintendo or straight to sega you wouldn't look anywhere else But there's like nobody around here that even carries it secondhand either. So that yeah, goes to show you, you know, people don't move away too yeah. much from where they grew up. And that's true. You'd find it at a garage sale if there had been any market penetration or at a retro store at this point. I've, I've yeah, I've never heard of anybody around yeah. here finding one at a garage sale or anything. It's crazy. That'd be awesome. And that I think that's why it's like such a great system, like as a mm-hmm. retro collector now, because it's like the vast majority of the games in it are great. So it's like, I'm getting to play these like amazing games that like, I just had no clue about. It's just, they're also fucking expensive. It's a unicorn. It is. (laughs) You're a unicorn. Thanks buddy. (laughs) And it's kind of fun because it is like the convention thing now, like Jaguar games, right? These, you know, it's like, you go to the convention to get these. So it's except like, that I was oh. so let down with like, well, Turbo Graphics at cool MGC stuff. this year was unbelievable. Like I've never seen that much Turbo Graphics in my entire life. But like I found one Jaguar game that I didn't own at all of MGC this year, and it was a boxed Rayman for like two hundred bucks. I'm like, I am not pulling the trigger on this. Mm. I can buy it for the PlayStation for like ten bucks. Mm. Yeah, but that sweet, sweet Jaguar. Even though Nate says it's not the best system out there, according to it's week, not the best system according, out there. According to Weekend Rental Twitter, get jacked. If you check us out on Twitter, <laughs> it's not a great council, but an awesome box. Here's the shitty thing Ryan has. Look at this box. No, I'm just kidding. But look was, at this cardboard. It's so nice. It's good. The cardboard is better than playing any of the games, and that is a fact. That is a sad, hard fact. <laughs> 
except doom doom is good like all the best <laughs> games on it are ports of like things anyway turbo graphics and cds good stuff if only that had been brought over to the u.s market sooner it had not been like stalled because i mean people don't realize that that outsold the famicom at the last like leg of its life like the PC Engine was the dominant handheld in Japan over the Famicom until the Super Nintendo came out. Like, we could have totally had that here, and it's totally justifiable. Like, the games are great, the format is great, the cards are cute, the controller is a ripoff of the NES. It's all good. It's all really good. Did you ever think that, you know, if it was if it was in a store side-by-side side with Nintendo, parents would think, like, that's the off-brand, the cheap, nasty brand you know like the off brand or whatever yeah nintendo i think i think you have a point like i think back then because like right when we grew up like video games for the early part of our lives every video game was atari like that atari game you know every parent referred to it and then for the next 10 years every video game was that nintendo game even like i remember even in the playstation era my kids got that new nintendo you know what i mean like so I think you have a point. Like I think like parents, there probably wouldn't have been the brand recognition, and that probably would have been the hurdle. Yep. Because Nintendo was so dominant. But they did offer hmm. to release. I mean, that's how the whole PC Engine software started out, right? Was, hey, we're gonna help you develop your successor to the NES. And they're like, no thanks. And then Hudson made. <laughs> and NEC made the PC engine, so and it put a dent in their profits for a while. Right. Yeah, it always works yeah, out. Yeah, Nintendo's way. great at creating I mean, its own worst enemies. <laughs> the best selling console of this yeah. generation was born out of Nintendo's stupidity. And guess what? It's not the Switch. That's true. <laughs> I'm trying to the find this uh, URL for, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. They got pictures of her in yeah. swimsuits and stuff like that. So <clears> but that was all over like story. <laughs> number two, Tomb Raider two was like her on the back of the box with like that slinky, like black fucking two-piece and like the big rounded now boobs and i don't know that very distinctly stands out and yeah ryan's 15 year old perverted mind so real girls wouldn't play with me but laura did sad fact oh wow (laughs) okay write this down everybody if you want to see some nude pictures of Uh laura croft HTTP colon slash slash www uh, cybernet dot dk slash users slash droop slash Lara. Cybernet, cybernet dk <laughs> slash <laughs> what now? Users uh, slash users slash dk uh, no. where'd it go here 
slash droop, D-R-O-O-P, slash Lara. L-A-R-A? Go. Uh, yep. Oh, it didn't come up. Son of a bitch. I got the kill warning. This doesn't work, but you can buy it. Okay. No. Well, I got really? new porn videos, page five. X Vietnamese. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> wow, okay. So the that previous email they were just saying, hey, we were just doing a story, right? We we're just doing like journalistic. This is the right next to that uh address. This is what they said. It had to happen. Given a beautiful, well-endowed woman and present her to a teenage audience with time on their hands. And sooner or later, websites pop up with nude pictures of Laura. Many sites have poorly drawn images, but one stands out from the rest. For the best fantasy images of Laura, check out the Nude Raider website. Oh. What when where did it stop? Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I guess that's all I have, so uh Definitely. you want to take us out? So you can check us out obviously on YouTube, check us out on Twitter. And all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, be kind, rewind. Bananas. 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 Oh, my cream pie.